Hi, this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in the the Real World. So, um, welcome. We're so glad that you are joining us today. We want to just start our podcast by saying we are not talking about COVID. Not today. Well, we already talked about it earlier today, but um, we just know that there's so much COVID stuff going on right now that we kind of are hoping that maybe you can take a break from it for the next 20 or so minutes and um, listen to us. Yep. So, but I think we do want to talk about the future. Yes, of course. Always. Future. And also, today is World Kindness Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, we're a cardigan. Cardigan. Yeah. Or Mr. Rogers. It's uh, November 13th is World Kindness Day, in yeah. case you're listening to this later and you don't know what day. And I think that if you celebrate World Kindness Day, it should like balance out the whole Friday the 13th part. Definitely. So it's I'm putting it all on you. If you don't wear a cardigan and something goes wrong, <laughs> So as she says that, I have a cardigan on, but she does not. So I'm really hoping she's going to change. I will. Okay. I will. <laughs> It is early. She probably hasn't left the house yet. It's but very I'm, early. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like if you're gonna. I started to leave the house to go on a hike, but then somebody texted me and said I gotta sleep. Yeah, I don't know who <laughs> who would need sleep. <laughs> um. So, so we've been talking a lot about. I mean, we talk on every podcast about fundamentally what is missing in terms of the special education world. Right, we talk about that a little bit. Yeah. We talk and we talk about how that impacts the rest of a kid's life. And we talk obviously about inclusion. It's right there like in the title. Um and you know, one thing that we've identified is that um most teachers really want to do a great job with every single kid that they interact with. I For think sure. like ninety nine point nine percent of teachers just want to see kids learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Um But they come to the task, specifically general education teachers, without a lot to go on. Yeah. Um, Well, didn't you find that study that said like 17% feel... Like they're not prepared. Yeah. Well, actually, so only 17% say that they are prepared. Yeah, it's like, wait, only 17% feel that they're prepared. So the other 83% of general ed teachers don't feel prepared to adequately support kids even with mild to moderate learning needs. So we're not even talking about kids who have really complex learning needs. We're talking about kids who are just, you know, their needs are a little bit different than everybody else in the room. 83% is a really big number. A really big number, yeah. And I can't believe that 83% of new teachers, of teachers, just missed the class that taught them how to instruct kids who have different learning needs like that's not possible right and so then the what becomes apparent is this that it's the preparation that is lacking not teachers yeah i agree i do think that hopefully the shift is changing because Mm -hmm. we've been very fortunate that we've been um speaking to a lot of at a lot of colleges lately all remotely don't worry Although we weren't going to talk about COVID, but it is remotely, <laughs> um, all remotely, and um, and a couple weeks ago I was able to to help with a class, and they were doing like mock IEPs and mock manifestations, and um, and afterwards we debriefed, and it was great for them to hear in the in the role play of it to hear them push to keep the kid in the classroom. Yep. 
And um, and then in the debrief, a handful of them were said, you know, I was on an IEP and I wish that I would have stayed in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I do feel and hope. Um, now this was just one school. This was I can I can say it. I'm sure it was UNC Greeley. Um, and um, these teachers were like, or these students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like no I, you know it's important that uh, you know that kids are included and here's why and um, and I even heard their professors telling them you're right like you're gonna hit some some admin that are gonna say oh nope this is what we believe in mm-hmm. but you need to stand strong and you need to stand up to the admin and I thought yeah. that was great like and that's um, really hard to do right especially if you're a brand new teacher yes. and worried about you know, keeping your job or whatever to sort of like. Oh, you just got a mortgage. I mean, that's what it's real, yeah. So more and more, we're starting to see um, some programs that offer like a dual certification in special education and general education. So those teachers are coming out um, theoretically better prepared to teach all the learners in their classroom, but they might be landing in schools that don't have a culture of inclusion. And so then what, right? Yeah. Like then what do you do with all that knowledge? And I think it becomes really tricky, but I, I think that as a mom, <clears throat> what resonates with me is that, you know, back in mid century, mid 20th century, right? 20th century. <laughs> um, you know, people with disabilities and families started to say, hey, um, kids with disabilities should go to school. Yeah. Right, because it, it's not that long ago that kids were legally excluded from school, school entirely. Yeah. Not just in a separate classroom or and in separate programs, yeah. whatever, but they weren't, like they were told, nope, you cannot bring your kid to school. And, or you cannot come to school. And so those um, activists with disabilities and families who were raising kids with disabilities said, enough is enough. And they yep. like push the doors open through their, through their efforts, right? They yeah. push the school door open. But the thing is that has happened is that in a large, like a large percentage of our country, we're still doing special education Today, the way that we did in 1980, in terms yeah. of special programs, special rooms, special, like, special, 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 and if you're, you know, once your kid get gets past school, um, then it's going to be stopped. hard, yeah. right? It's going to yeah. be hard, and and I know, I think that probably sometimes people who know us look at us and think that maybe we have it easy in terms of the extent of disability that our kids have, right? Maybe. Like, yeah. well, but like your, True. your kid isn't in this situation. Yeah, your but, kid can do this, my kid can right, do that. Right, but all humans want to be long. Right. Right, all, and we talk about how important it is for typical kids to have belonging at their school, mm-hmm. right? Like it's an indicator that we ask kids about we have counselors to make we have sure counselors. Kids also a lot connected. of school boards have like like their mission of a whole school mm-hmm. district is you know every child that's our, our school district right every child every day educate every child every day and their mm-hmm. mental health is super important um, and you know I challenge when I hear that stuff every child means every child right right even if the child has an IEP right um, 
And so that's like, that's kind of a, sometimes I feel like I'm hitting my head against the wall because I was like, well, you said every child. Right, every child. What you meant though was every child but a kid on an IP. Right. But you would never say that, right? However, that's what is happening, right? right. And so, um, however, though, we know it's overwhelming. For sure overwhelming. And when you're when you're in the midst of it, like from the time, you know, the whole time they're in school. Right. Right. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. Right. And it's it's very time consuming and it feels it, I feel like it feels really heavy. It took us four more than four hours to do Cora's IEP, right. right? So it can feel like really heavy, but I think that, you know, down the road in adulthood, those efforts are really gonna come to fruition, right? Because kids need to have belonging and adults need to have belonging. And part of the way that belonging starts to form up is when they're in school. Right, well, those, those relationships, right? Because think about like when you were in school, right? I don't remember what I learned in school, to be honest, but I remember my friends or the teacher that made me feel valued. Like, I mean, I- the teacher that made me feel- Oh, the teacher made me feel like crap, yeah. Like crap. Yeah. Or not, or just ignored, ignored or whatever, yeah. right? Or like, I didn't matter. Right. Thing. Like, those feelings, I think, run really, really deep, deep. for kids. Yeah. So, all that to say, <laughs> um, you know, we. I think that we need to keep pushing towards the future. And I, I think every family has to decide like what is the right thing for their own child. Definitely. But I also think that we need to challenge our own thinking as parents. Right. Right. I know that I myself have been guilty a lot of thinking in my head, well, Cora can't do that. Right. Right. And then she shows me that she can. Yeah. Right, or Cora won't learn that. And then she says something to me and I'm like, holy cow. Right, how I did you want that? Yeah, you exactly. Yep. Right, and so I think that there always has to be, yep. you know, well, that looking forward and that. Well, I also want to say that it happens, right? Like, because, I mean, I feel the same way with some stuff with Brady, but I mean, just so you know, I feel that same way sometimes with my other kids, yep. right? Like, I'm like, Absolutely. how is this, you know, what's going to happen for them when they become an adult? Like, am I always going to have to change their toilet paper roll? You know, or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's just a lot of things, right? Yeah. As, as a parent, you know, you, there's just things that you, you know, that you really worry about. Um, or that you think, oh, is this ever gonna, my kid ever going to make it outside yeah. of this house, right? Like, yeah. And worry that, gosh, if I go to their house, what's it going to look like, right? Right. Like, um, are you they think to eat? yourself like, why were you doing that? Because you for sure didn't learn that from exactly. me. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, but then you know when I think about my childhood, I'm like, I don't know if my parents ever taught me to do that, or mm -hmm. if I just did it. And remember, Hetty, a couple weeks ago, we were on a hike, and um, we hiked same time almost every day, and usually the same hike, so we get to see some regular people. And there's this couple that we just love, and we will um, we won't say their name because we didn't ask them if we could share their name, but. Um, they're an older married couple, like their kids are, they have grandkids, right? Yeah. And um, and one morning we were hiking and we were just so annoyed that, with the toilet paper roll, right? And mm -hmm. we were talking about the toilet paper roll and um, and the female says, I'm gonna call her, what can I call her? Um, Barb, I'm gonna call her Barb. <laughs> Barb says, um, you know what? 
I worried about that with my girls too, but now they're adults and every time I go to their house, they put paper rolls on, mm -hmm. on the thing. And right there, that just made me feel like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be okay, right? Like yeah. as much as you know, you worry, um, and, and definitely I worry about Brady more than my other kids, definitely, right? Cause I'm always like, well, what does this mean? What does the future? And he's, he's 16, right? And so our IEP meetings are, what do you want his future to look like? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, how do I know? Let's ask him, what do you want to do? And he right. wants to, you know, watch YouTube videos. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sure most 16 year olds want to watch YouTube videos, right? So, right. you know, it's just trying to find that balance of, you know, um, but also I feel a lot of pressure because um, nobody's ever asked me, Dylan is 14, and nobody's ever asked me, well, what's Dylan going to do when he's a grown-up? Let's make sure we, we work on that right now, right? Like, right. And so, so that feels a lot of pressure to me at times. Um, but all that to say, you're doing a great job, right? We're, we're doing the best we can. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and it would be great, like, if everybody had the time to go out and, like, be like this like activists that's going to change things like on the on a national scope <laughs> right and demand that teacher preparation programs change so that our new teachers can come to their jobs feeling totally equipped to teach any kid who walks in their door or who rolls in their door or however they get in the door right but who ha but who has the energy for that right i don't i don't right tina like we just don't. There's too much going on right now, but there are like small things that we can do to like start changing, start changing how yeah. things look. And I think that you have to really look at where you're at right now and what, what your, think about what your hopes are for your child or for the person who you love who has a disability and just ask yourself like, like what's one tangible thing that I could do given the amount of time and the amount of energy and the amount of resources that I have to make an in, to influence somebody. What? Right. So like if you look at, um, like nationally in the United States, um, over 60% of kids with disabilities spend 80% or more of their day in general education. And that seems like a lot. Um, and it is a lot, and we're thankful for that right, big for sure. number, right? But what's important to remember is like more than 85% of kids with speech language delays um, or disabilities are in gen ed for more than 80% of the day. Yeah. And 17% um, of kids with intellectual disabilities are in general education 80% or more so, of the day. So, so that means 83% of kids with. Um, ID are not in 80% or more. Right. And also what we know is that um, 40, over 49% 49 of kids with intellectual disabilities are in general education less than 40%. So um, th that's a big number. It's kind that of a scary number. It, it does. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that kids with intellectual disabilities don't turn 21 and get out of school and not have intellectual disabilities right that's something that they're, they're always going to be impacted by that and they need to have friends they need to have connections they need to have um, a sense of how they fit in their community right and if they're yeah. and if their community is this tiny limited space 
then we don't like we don't even know what they could do that they're not doing. Right. Right. For sure. And I don't, I mean, I want to be respectful of, of anybody whose child is in that situation and in that setting. Right. And I hope that you have a great teacher in that yes, setting. That's so doing great things with yeah. your kids. And I hope that you feel every day like your kid is getting um, the education he or she really deserves but and, I, needs. I, and needs. But I think what I'm, what I want to pass along is the idea is that if, as we broaden the space for our kids, what we do is we say to other kids and teachers and employers and voters and all these other people, our kids deserve to be here just mm -hmm. as much as your kids do. Like our kids and our kids deserve it because they're valuable human beings who will bring something like good and positive to your day. Yes. Also, I wanted to reflect back to that report that we saw about teachers and like the training. Um, one of the big things that they mentioned in this report is um, a big thing to, for teachers, it's just to have a growth mindset. Like if mm -hmm. the teachers can have a growth mindset, um, then the students are more likely to have a growth mindset. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, I would want to reflect that onto parents too, families. If you guys can mm -hmm. have a growth mindset, um, then your family has a growth mindset, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just this snowball effect of continuing growth, right? Like, um, but we also wanted to kind of talk about how, like, so you're listening to this and you're like, oh, great, Tina and Hetty, of course, of course you're telling us that, you know, <laughs> teachers need more preparation, but now what, right? Now we're sitting here like, oh, great, great. And teachers are going, oh, great, now what do we do? Um, well, so we wanted to help give you a, solution mm -hmm. um i mean it's not a world peace solution but it's a solution it's it's an idea right it's um, a step it's a step yeah, right because we also know that you know we're tired even us right we're tired um the other morning we were talking about what we were going to talk about on, a, on this podcast and um and hetty's like you know we're here. how are we going to make systematic change how is that going to happen and i said well the good thing is you know, our kids are going to be out of school pretty soon. <laughs> and Hetty's like, well, we're going to take a break first. I said, okay, we'll take a two-week vacation. Yeah. And then, then we're going to hit catch our breath. breath. Yeah, catch a breath. Um, but no, the truth is, is it is hard, right? When you're in the thick of things and even teachers, right? You're, you're every day. And um, now too, like you're teaching styles, you're teaching online, you're not, you're, you know, like all of that, right? We feel it. Um, but we also know the holidays are coming up. Mm -hmm. And so... One thing that um, Hetty actually mentioned this, and and, um, and as she mentioned, I was like, oh gosh, I do that all the time, is, you know, when you're getting teacher gifts or parent gifts, um, there's plenty of books out there. Mm -hmm. like, lots of books. Lots of books. Some of our favorites is One Without the Other by Shelley Moore, um, The Too Much Unicorn, which is a children's book, so if mm -hmm. your kid is younger, you can give it to the classroom, which is cool, so the mm -hmm. teacher can read it to the class. That's by... Um, Julie Costin, mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite books because I think that the um, the big winners in the class and in, in schools are the paraprofessionals because mm -hmm. they're there every day and all day typically, right? Like um, maybe not the same para, but you know they're they're really in there. And and if anybody needs to believe in my child, I feel that it's the para that's working with him because mm -hmm. there's just more um, intentional 
like maybe two on one, three on one time, as opposed to a teacher, you know? Mm -hmm. like, um, but so it's called the professional's handbook and yep. that's also by Julie Costin. And it's really great because it has little ideas to do. Um, we just, there's so many people, there's so many books. Um, and we love all these people too. Um, Paula Cluth has a book, which I love. <laughs> so last year in Brady's IOP meeting, <laughs> he was a freshman, right? And, um, and, <laughs> The AP was telling me, well, we already do inclusion. And I'm like, um, okay, so I bought her three books of Don't We Already Do Inclusion? Because I was just so like, oh my gosh, I feel like you're not even listening to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so there um, are some other books that we have. So anything by Patrick Schwartz. Patrick Schwartz. Yeah, we had Patrick um, Schwartz on a couple months ago. So love mm -hmm. him. Giving the Whale is a really good choice. And then, especially if your kid is in elementary school, but even if your kid is in middle or high school, Children's picture books can be tremendous. When Cora was little, we used to gift her classroom with um, a book called My Friend Isabel that is very specific to Down syndrome, like uh, a little boy and his friend Isabel, how she's different and how they're the same. It's a really sweet little book, but there's also um, one of my favorites is a Gerald and Piggy book called um, Can I Play Too? And it's about Gerald and Piggy and they're playing catch and their friend the snake wants to play catch with them and that poses a problem because snakes don't have catch. hands right. to catch or throw a ball with and how they um, work together to find a solution that so that everybody can have a good time. Um, Red is a book about a a crayon who um, oh, yeah, that's a kind of one. mistaken identity sort yes. of story. Um, if you if you just go to the bookstore and you look right at children's books, there's all of these rich opportunities to start discussions about differences and diversity. For real, and what's really great about even the children's book, even if your kid is in high school, right, is it's something quick for the teacher to read right like mm -hmm. um and you know the teacher doesn't have to read it to the class right but it, it's something quick and fun and now and i love to i love to give gifts give books and mm -hmm. receive books i don't know what i was trying to say there um and like those um even the giving tree right mm -hmm. it, is that what's called the giving tree mm -hmm. the guy that you know like how it just continues to give right and um and i think the point is is it doesn't have to be a college textbook that you're given these right. teachers, right? Just a little book um, and an easy find. Also, there's, you know, oh, gosh, I can't believe we didn't mention this. Fish Out of Water. Um, it's about a girl. Oh, because that's for like more middle school readers, Yeah, middle right? school readers. Yep, yep. yep. Um, she, has, she has dyslexia. Also, mm -hmm. um, is it called Out of My Mind? The Out one? of My Mind, yeah. Yeah, another, love that book. There's um, Wonder. Wonder, which is yeah. A book and Wonder's is even a movie. Yep. You know, um, so, you know, there's just so much out there. And um, and I just think it's a way, um, and most of those are super easy reading books too, mm -hmm. and fast. And um, um, I also just started a book, um, which I haven't even told you about, I picked up yesterday. It's um, Juliet Finds Her Voice. And um, it's about um, a girl who's a lesbian, um, raised in a Puerto Rican family, um, Catholic, went to a Catholic school, and I just started it. but. It's, it's definitely for high schoolers, um, but it's really good about like identity and thinking outside the box and mm -hmm. just human value. Yep. And, and then I think if you pair a really good book that says something that you think is important with maybe, you know, a $5 
Starbucks gift card or whatever. Well, I like to give socks. And then, oh, socks. That's a great one. Yeah. And then, um, teachers, if you're listening, a really nice note that expresses whatever gratitude you might have for that particular teacher. And I want to say this right up front. Sometimes it's hard to identify how you're (laughs) thankful for. I mean, depending on what year, right? (laughs) Like, sometimes you're like, um, I'm thankful that it was a snow day and my kid didn't have to spend <laughs> yesterday with you. Like, but just like, like reflect really. Right. And find something that you can appreciate about that particular teacher. Um, because yeah, people like to hear that. Yeah. Because you know? we, like we fundamentally, Tina and I say, you always have to start with strengths. Mm-hmm. And even if you have a, like if your kid is paired with a crummy teeth, like, or not crummy, but just somebody that it's just not working, right? right. For, what, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, um, to be impactful, you like just like they have to start with our kids' strengths, you have to start with their strengths. Yep. And I get it, it can be so hard. Like if you're feeling like just, mm, right? Like it can be so hard to identify that teacher's strengths, but. And but if well, you take the time to do it, I think that you can. Well, and I also want to say, and um, when you notice those strengths, really com- com- comment on those strengths, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I noticed blah, blah, blah. Um, and also, <laughs> it's so crazy how, like, um, so we have a great team this year. And <laughs> I'm just speaking for our team. And, um, and it's so amazing. And the amount of gratitude that I feel. Um, because I feel like they just really get Brady, right? They see him as this amazing learner, smart, funny, um, charismatic. Um, I mean, the emails and the text messages that I get are just so like, oh my gosh. And, you know, like once you get that and feel that, or even what, even if you've started out rocky, right? Um, once you can see their strengths, then then they naturally want to see your, your child's strengths. And, and I think that's just a win-win. But I, so I think that this seems like a really little thing to do, to like give a teacher a book that says something important, right? But I think that cumulatively it can yeah. be impactful. And also it's what we can do now. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's what we can do now. And, and I think that we have to focus on that. Yeah, and even if the teacher doesn't read it today or tomorrow, right, um, there's going to be a time. It's kind of like, you know, you hear something, right? Like, let's just say diet, right? You hear you should do this for your diet, right? And you don't do it, you don't do it. Then also one day you're like, oh, I should probably drink more water. And then you drink more water and you notice the difference. And you're like, wow, why didn't I do that sooner? Um, Our hope is that, you know, the teacher will feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fingers crossed and all that, but... So, like, we're going into this holiday season. We hope that you can be hopeful. Joyful, we hope that you kind. can be joyful, thankful, kind. Um, we hope that you can find the things to celebrate in our world right now because they can seem... It's heavy. Like, like it, they seem far off or whatever, but they're there. They really, yeah. really, really, truly are. And we really hope that... Um, you can focus in on those over these next several weeks. And also know you're not alone. We're here for you, right? Yeah. Like if you even just want to shoot us an email, 
text, call, whatever. We're here for you. We're like, yeah. that's, that's, what, that's why we do what we do. Like, Lord knows we like to talk to people. <laughs> yes, we do. So, um, you know, reach out. That's all we're saying. Reach yes. out and, um, stay safe, stay healthy. Yep. And do what you can do. Yep. Do what you can do. And, and eventually we'll get there, right? Exactly. Eventually we'll get there. So that's all we've got. <laughs> um, so this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love, Love Inclusion, Inclusion in, in the, the real world. world.